The big story former Pakistani military dictator Parvez Musharraf today ended four years in self-exile by flying into Karachi despite a Taliban death threat, saying he'll face his security, political and legal challenges that lie ahead for him. Parvez Musharraf, along with the delegation of around 150 people, including his party supporters, came from Dubai via a chartered aircraft. And he described it as an emotional moment and clearly played to the galleries here. But is he a serious player in Pakistan's politics? He's, of course, here, as he says, to gear up his party for the upcoming elections in May this year. आपको वो ही पाकिस्तान वापस ले जाना चाह रहा हूं इस पाकिस्तान को जो मैं छोड़ कर गया था जब एक फखर से एक फखर से हम सब आप सब अपने छाती बाहर रखते थे और आंखों में आंखें डाल कर बोल सकते थे ये फखर था मैं पाकिस्तानी होने के हैसियत से मैं आपको वो पाकिस्तान वापस देना चाहता हूं Right, but what are his political prospects? Where does he go from here? That, of course, is the big question on that later. But next, the Italian Deputy Foreign Minister and the Italian Special Envoy to India has spoken to NDTV about the near diplomatic meltdown between the two countries over the Marines' crisis. He says there are strong emotions on both sides and it is a complicated issue, but also told uh, Maya Michandani that it's time that peace become priority between the two countries. You've been quoted in an Italian newspaper mm. as saying that it was important for Italy to actually suspend that affidavit mm. to the Supreme Court, take this position uh, because it Im improved or strengthened your negotiating position. Mm -hmm. No, I think uh, perhaps the real reason why all this is so complicated is just because there are so many emotions national emotions. The fishermen in Kerala, I, I was there, I understand their emotions. Two of them died and they were poor fishermen. They had nothing to do with pirates. They were fishermen and I went to see their families. Then come with us and come back home and you will see if you were the daughter of a military or a, 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 I was the brother of a military, you would feel the same as I do, we do, when military are sent by us, by you, on duty for your own country and incur into an incident, the strong feeling is that whatever happens, especially in international waters, should be judged in the home country. So these two emotions right. were coming up, but we need to diffuse them, and you know how we can diffuse them? By finding a quick solution, within the judge, right. without the judiciary, but quick. Meanwhile, speaking exclusively to NDTV, the Chief Minister of Kerala has told Sneha Koshi that the Marines are victims of their crime, not politics and emotions. He also said he'd not been informed that any assurances have been given to Italy, insisting that they have to be judged in India and India alone. With all the controversies which are brewing after the Italian Marines finally have come to India, joining us right now is the Kerala Chief Minister, Mr. Oman Chandi. Sir, you have maintained that there should be a special court in Kollam to try these Marines. Why have you asked that for? See, the Supreme Court has directed the government of India to uh, establish a special court to trial 
this case in India. That is the direction of the Supreme Court. Because of that reason, I requested the central government to establish the special court in Kerala. Right. But there is a... The minister there in Italy has said that the Marines have been a victim of Kerala politics and emotions. What would you respond to that? That is absolutely wrong. They did a very serious crime, murder. They shot, uh, shot down um, two innocent fishermen. It's a fact. Uh, they are victims of their own wrong actions, criminal actions. They committed a crime which is paying for it. Our politics and emotion had no role to play. That's the Kerala Chief Minister to NDTV exclusively. And now for our special report on India this week. This past couple of days, the run-up to the U.S. resolution on Sri Lanka has seen thousands of protesting students and rival political parties in Tamil Nadu talk on behalf of the Sri Lankan Tamils. Ironically, for the Sri Lankan Tamils, raising their voice is not an option either in their own country or in India. Uma Sudeen now brings us a glimpse into the life of these homeless, landless people who are desperate to go back. Three-year-old Dhanu is a third-generation refugee from Sri Lanka. Her mother Dushyanti came as a nine-year-old to India. It is 23 years now since Dushyanti left the place she calls her homeland. This was after her younger brother and sister, six and two years old, Dushinti knows the step forward is however not good enough for things to change back home. There is deep regret that political parties that claim to speak for Sri Lankan Tamils did not stand up for them at critical junctures. Dushyanti dreams of the day she can go back to the land she calls home. This is a dream shared by the nearly 2 lakh Sri Lankan refugees in India because life here for most of them is far from easy. Most live in refugee camps in abysmal and prison-like conditions. They are often treated with suspicion and kept under constant surveillance and refuse the right to work, unlike, say, Tibetan refugees. Canada, Singapore, London, German, and the Dhanalakshmi came to India in 1990 and has been staying in a refugee camp for the last 23 years. Her husband had also come to India as an 11 year old. 
He went to Sri Lanka to meet relatives in 2006 and there is no news on whether he is dead or alive. Dhanalakshmi lives with her two children, one of them with a hole in the heart, in a 10 into 10 room in a refugee camp on a monthly stipend of 1200 rupees. வாழ்ந்துட்டு <laughs> What may be controversial and embarrassing for the authorities here is that for many people in these gatherings the name and face of Velupulai Prabhakaran is taken with a lot of reverence and respect even if the larger world view may be completely different. Many argue that the Sri Lankan Tamil's fight for equal civil rights cannot be dismissed as an internal matter of the island nation. They point out that besides a common ethnic heritage and cultural identification, there is also direct Indian interest involved. For example, at every protest forum, the case of hundreds of Indian fishermen killed by the Sri Lankan Navy comes up. 500 fishermen who were killed by the Sri Lankan Navy, they did not belong to Sri Lanka. They belong to Tamil Nadu and they are citizens of India. But this was never taken up as an Indian issue at all. But now you look at the two Italian uh, marines who are being hauled up for killing two Kerala fishermen. Uh, you find two Kerala fishermen killed, the Italian ambassador is called. 500 Tamil fishermen killed, Sri Lankan ambassador was never called. In Chennai with camera person Nagaraju, Uma Sudhir, NDTV. Right, uh, of course, some serious questions are that we also should be just treating it as an internal matter of a neighboring country. But is there really a choice? So many domestic political compulsions as well. Well, uh, from the south on to the north, and literature festivals have often made news for all the wrong reasons. But they are the latest rage in many parts of the country. The latest lit fest on the block is in the city of Nawab's Lucknow. NDTV's Anand Zanane has more. Kanak Chauhan is hard at work. She's preparing Lucknow to host its first ever literary extravaganza. हमारे ख्याल से लखनऊ काफी आगे है साहित्य में उर्दू अदब में और उसका जिक्र होना चाहिए दुनिया में From the faces that represent Avadhi Tehzeeb to those who are rehashing mythology to retell stories of epic battles the lit fest is showcasing talent both young and old i think it's a very uh, organic thing to happen because lucknow has witnessed the finest of culture the finest of literature the finest of poetry mythology has been a rich tradition in india for thousands of years uh, it's almost a part of our dna so my books are a very 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 small contribution to a very rich culture and there was something unique the fest had to offer too apupen for instance is a man of no words and his wordless comic book the legends of halahala is what else but silent on many counts will your book get readers in a word no but uh, it is a comic and it is a very niche alternative kind of scene and it has its own kind of audience
After Salman Rushdie was refused an audience at the Jaipur Literary Festival and Nashish Nandi almost sent to jail for his remarks on Dalits, the Lucknow Literary Festival has steered clear of controversy. But the people of the city of Nawabs have thrown their doors open to the writers of the world to challenge them with ideas and more importantly to entertain them with their literary masterpieces. With camera person Rajesh Gupta and Ramesh Varma in Lucknow, Anand Zanani for NDTV. Right, and talking about small towns and uh, films like now, of course, not really small town, but we're coming up after the break, small films. And uh, is this Trona that has finally recognized that the story is the hero of the film? And uh, of course, our other special feature this evening on India This Week, the National Awards this past year past week, I beg your pardon, proved that a movie doesn't necessarily need to be made on a hundred crore budget or rake in a hundred crores to be recognized. It doesn't need the A-listers either, but as countless films are now proving, a strong script is all that matters because at the end of the day, the story is king. Pooja Talwar has more. The dark horse which emerged winner, Pigmanchal Bhulia's story of a national athlete who becomes an outlaw. Pansing Tomer was crowned the best film of 2012 by the government of India and Irfan Khan, best actor. Shot on a shoestring budget of 8 crores, the movie opened to critical acclaim and was a box office success. Last year, there were so many uh, films which were out of the box mm. and did so, uh, you know, mm. reasonably well. I need a good quality Indian sperm donor. As Bollywood's ever-increasing appetite for blockbusters and multi-starers saw a change in palette, vetting the cinegoers' appetite for films made on a modest scale, starring not-so-big stars and debutants. John Abraham Productions' Vicky Donor, the story of a sperm donor emerged as the toast of Bollywood winning the national award for wholesome entertainer what about love a film like Vicky Donor in the beginning many people thought that it's a secret it could it's a vulgar film the, the good thing is the audiences are lapping it up I mean we thought that the audience would not take it but we catered them these films and they took it <laughs> Over a decade-long struggle in finding his footing in the competitive industry, actor Nawazuddin Siddiqui received a special mention at the national awards for his work in gangs of Basepur, Talash and Kahani. He feels the canvas for actors like him only got wider. The parameters of finance will keep changing, but it is the performance and the quality of work that you put in, in a given film, and the film itself, which is what matters and which is what is going to be remembered for years to come. So as script emerges king, Bollywood seems to be cruising on waves of creativity. NDTV Bureau Report. So there are many, many more of those kind of films to come. And before we end snapshots, one of the biggest stories this week, apart from the DMK pulling out support, was Sanjay Dutt being sent back to jail.
it is traumatic yes but it's traumatic for anybody i feel you know mm. like i just said i tell a lot of people mm. i mean is freedom taken away in any way any mm. form mm. is traumatic Right, of course, that's going to be in the news in the days ahead. And all that you wanted to know about Sanjay Dutt and his involvement in this case, but didn't know who to ask. Well, it's coming up right after the break on Truth vs. Hive.